Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure to check out fivereasonsports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, reasonsports.com. We've got more contributors than anybody else, and it is all free. All of our content there is free. We've got our YouTube feed there, plenty of videos coming in. Also, our podcasts, our stories, our columns. Our merchandise is not free, but you need to check it out. We've got 11 different heat shirts, and of course, our Tua and Flores shirts, for the Dolphins. So as we lead up to the NFL draft, you're going to want to do that now because if you order by like Tuesday, Wednesday, you will have the Tua shirt by the time that the Dolphins pass over him or draft him. And either way, you'll either burn it or wear it. So make sure you get that Tua shirt. Go to fivereasonsports.com. Also, we're going to be giving away, thanks to our friend Ryan Lasner, our marketing director, we're giving away a signed Myers Leonard card based on something that is said in this episode. So listen to the entire episode. I will then put something on Twitter and the winner, the first person to respond will win the cards. You got to listen all the way through, which of course we know you're going to want to. I'm going to be talking to Alex Toledo today, Tropical Blanket. We're giving Alf the day off because it's his birthday and I'm sure he's already wasted. So we weren't even going to try to go anywhere with that. I want to tell you about one of the great new sponsors of the five reasons sports network, and that is a State Farm agent down here, Luis Peters. It's an agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the entire United States. More than 60 years of combined experience in the insurance industry. These are local agents that understand South Florida's unique market. And they got access 24-7. Obviously, walk-in is not an option right now. But call-in or click-in, you can call 305-275-5585. That's 305 305- 275-5585 or click in at luispeters.com. That's L-U-I-S peters.com. Personalized service tailored to each customer and no cookie cutter solutions. You can follow uh, Mr. Peters at SF Agent Peters. He's a big Miami sports fan. He's arguing Miami sports all day long on Twitter, as are most of our sponsors. They come from here in our audience, in our market. So definitely check him out. Great guy. And again, it's State Farm. You know that it's credible. And a lot of people are going to have a lot of insurance questions right now. You definitely got to check that out. I mean, there's some insurance companies that are offering givebacks. Talk to Luis, talk, talk to him and find out how he can help you. And now today's episode. Welcome to five on the floor, a Miami heat and NBA podcast. from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, AKA Alf nine five four brought to you by the five reasons sports network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back. As I mentioned, no Alphonse Sidney tonight. Uh, he had Alex, he, he told me, I asked him early in the day, I said, can you pod tonight? I have Zoom calls. What the hell does that mean? I'll be drunk. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the other night. That means that he was going to be on Zoom calls with like people celebrating his birthday. Right. But he Tell couldn't do this Zoom call because he's going to be busy with other Zoom calls, basically. 
Right, right, right. He passed on us so he could get wasted. Um, and, you know, he did the five reasons to drink the other night with us. So check that out. We were doing that on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, you then came on a live stream afterwards. What was, I, I, you showed up so, late. This wasn't even, late. I was never going to be on it. But uh, by the time that I was back home, I was spending time uh, with my girl. And by the time that I got back, I'm like, oh, it's still going on. I'm just going to come on. And then Alf was, t- was telling me in another chat, oh, we're, we're gonna, we want to keep this going. Other people want to come on. And a bunch of heat beat people came on. I, I set up the stream yard, never done it before. And we went on for hours. Different people not, came on. It was a lot not, of fun. Not, lot not of fun. hours. Six hours. Six hours. Yeah. 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 It's unbelievable. I the stamina. I, I, I respect it. Well, I don't really the respect dedication. it. The dedication. Mean, yeah. The dedication to what, though? To what? Oh, like, come uh, on. The company. There, the, like, to what company? I didn't even I didn't even endorse this. You weren't getting paid for it. There were three people on it. Uh, other than you had oh, more people. That's you, not true. We we were hovering around twenty thirty the whole time. And okay. Twenty thirty hosts or twenty thirty listeners viewers. We had about half of that as as far as hosts. We had so many people on. We had people on that work at ESPN. I mean, it, this this was. Ah, cool. people that work at ESPN—that's big time. I, if you're, yeah, I, I, I got Veronica Keefe of ESPN, of course. Wow, look, look at that—that that is impressive. I'm sorry, we had Kylie Wong, and and Kylie was uh, uh, kept losing connection, and you know that's that was basically our our five reasons to drink. We'll be doing five reasons to drink every week. Um, obviously, a lot of people have yeah, more a lot time of to drink. Like them, by the way, a lot of like we were interacting with people from YouTube and Twitter, and a lot of people had questions, and there was some people staying on for hours. Like I got the the people enjoyed it. Who were there? The people who were there enjoyed it. Well, you can check it out. It's on our YouTube channel. We archived it. I, I probably should have watched it before I let I let it well, go I hope on you there. Do that for the second one, for the one that I did. I, I, I was the only reason it wasn't deleted off Twitter by the time that you woke up was because I don't have access to the Five Reasons Twitter account. No, Otherwise, it's there. It, it's it's oh, there. It, it's on the YouTube channel right now. Yes, check it out. Awesome. Or, YouTube. or awesome. Or, 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 or don't. All right, let's get to today's episode. There's so little heat news. I don't even know if this is heat news. All right. But anytime that any orca, whale, you know, large guppy uh, has a problem somewhere else, is going to get associated with the heat in some way. And uh, the heat have made no secret that they're admirers of Donovan Mitchell, as is Dwayne Wade. And the latest on this, as I'm checking, there was a report today by Chris Haynes that Rudy Gobert, if you don't know the backstory here, Rudy Gobert, of course, is the one who shut down the NBA because he mocked coronavirus and then he got coronavirus. And then according to all these reports that Woj was putting out, which were kind of character assassination, uh, Rudy was touching everybody and hugging everybody and kissing everybody and making light of it. And Donovan Mitchell, you know, got coronavirus too, although he seems to be okay. And But we don't know who had it first because there's no way to know what the incubation period and everything else but apparently, according to, to more than one report, Shams had one, but others, Donovan Mitchell's not happy with Rudy Gobert. And it was reported that it might not be salvageable, their relationship. And then there was a report today from Chris Haynes that they had their first kind of phone call to clear the air today. Um, first thing, Alex, your thoughts in general on Utah's situation, <laughs> which I just strikes me there's no news right now. And then we'll get into whether Donovan Mitchell or even the other one, Rudy Gobert, would he ever be a fit for the Heat? I mean, it's just a weird situation overall. Very, uh, like, this, you know, semi-dystopian. We're just like, yeah, these two, uh, we're, we, don't, we don't know what's going to happen with our two All-Stars. If you're looking at it from, like, a Jazz fan perspective or even a, you know, Utah front office organization, we now have a conflict between our, our two best players and our, four, our cornerstones. 
because of the virus, even though, like everything you said, it's asymptomatic. You don't know who gave it to who. It was going to happen regardless, right? The NBA was going to shut down at some point. Gobert just happened to be the guinea pig in this situation. I'm sure there's other things behind the scenes that we obviously don't know about. Uh, you know, who knows how much Gobert was actually doing in the locker room. Uh, I agree with you on what you said about Woj's report. It made it seem like Gobert was just the guy who spread it around the NBA, which is completely unfair. But the whole situation is weird. And, then, you know, it seems like it's getting better now, which kind of made sense. It seemed like that would be something that that would happen again. So I wonder how, how, how it even is right now. Do you think this is going to be something that uh, that keeps uh, going up and down or do you think it's finally stabilizing? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on when the season's coming back. Like, we don't even know if there's going to be a season. And then is there, you know, there was a report today about 25 days that were basically necessary with training camp, kind of a lead-up period, like two weeks of camp and some other things and preseason just to lead you back up to where you were before. So by that time, do they patch things up? You know, how many other calls do they have at that stage? Does jazz management get involved? I mean, the jazz have, have been a pretty stable organization lately. They run fairly well by, you know, by Lindsay and by, uh, and also by Quinn Snyder. So, I mean, they're not dysfunctional. They're not the Kings. They're not the Suns. You know, they're not the Knicks. They're, <laughs> you know, they're not a lot of those other franchises. They're not the Cavs. So, I mean, I, I would think that they would be able to sort this thing out. I, I guess the question becomes, if they can't, well, what does it mean? Like, I mean, we've seen guys that don't like each other play together. What would even be the impetus for the Jazz to trade I mean, because Donovan Mitchell is their superstar. Like, Rudy Gobert is a really impactful player, but Donovan Mitchell is their star. I mean, he's he's the he's the person that the fans relate to. He's still on the come up. I mean, I thought he had a really good bounce back season this year, after a bit of a down year last year, after the great rookie year. What would even be, you know his contract situation? Why why would they even look to move someone like him? No, I don't think they they're they definitely not trying to move either one of them. And it's funny that you say that about the fans. I think I would agree with you. Like, if I was looking at it from this situation, I would prioritize Mitchell just because of what he's, able, what he's been able to do so quickly in the NBA. But then you can also make a fair case for Gobert. Like, I know Gobert is obviously a very limited player when you, you just watch him. But the fact that he's been such a dominant defensive anchor for so many years, he's like this era's, uh, I want to say, like, Dwight, right? Like, not, they're not complete. Uh, you know, they're not exactly the most comparable players, but as, as far as defensive impact goes, Gobert is right up there with Dwight. He's a very good rebounder, just like Dwight was, limited offensive player, just like Dwight was. And I think, like, you know, it, it's, a fair, it's a fair case to be made for Gobert as well. So I think, like, that would be a tough thing to maneuver. I, I've seen some tweets from different Jazz fans and uh, different people involved with Utah and have interest in them kind of siding with Gobert because they were already defending him and pretty much saying the same thing we were that, that uh, you know, who knows if somebody gave it to him from his own uh, locker room or, you know, if the whole Mike situation that was memed was, was really the situation that, that spread it, probably not. And I think, <laughs> like, there's no easy answer there. I, I, don't think, I think they're definitely trying to defuse the situation so that they don't have to trade anybody at this point. Yeah, I don't think they would want to. And I, I guess the next question then becomes, first, I, look, it's the idea of who gave it to who. They're never going to know that. Like, so it, it, it's, just, it's just a matter of, you know, whether or not they approved of Rudy's behavior. And Gobert is known as a bit of a jokester. Um, he's not Embiid, but he has a sense of humor. It kind of backfired in this case. I think there's also somewhat of a translation issue. Um, 
some things that might go over well. Maybe if Reds didn't go over well here, I don't know. But I, I don't think that I don't think that it's unsalvageable there. I guess again, I, I don't know that you would trade your quote unquote star, but it is at least worth exploring from a Heat perspective because our our lefty Leif, Greg Sylvander, put it out there that Donovan Mitchell is somebody you would blow up the 2021 plan for. Now, we've had a conversation about the 2021 plan. Um, since we've spoken, Mickey Arison sold off 8% of Carnival Cruise Lines to Saudi Arabia to essentially stabilize the business, okay? Um, if the coronavirus crisis is not as, you know, destructive long term as it maybe appeared a few days ago then possibly you know carnival can dig out of this a little quicker but it's not going to be quick anyway and we've talked about how the 21 21 plan could be affected you know a by what the heat's financial situation is in light of the fact that their owner is in a business that was impacted i mean houston the houston owner i talked about this on a previous pod and now the houston owner because he's in the casino and restaurant business the houston owner is trying to raise money to save his business right now I mean, they've got big problems with Rockets. Yep. But if you take a look at what's going to happen with, with the Heat, it's not just the Heat, it's the NBA. And if the salary cap is, is cut significantly, the luxury tax number is significantly lower, the, the, the ceiling of it is significantly lower than it was, then you're looking at a situation perhaps where, um, you know, the Heat may not even have a 2021 plan like we thought they had. And in that case, then you may look to do something quicker so I asked this question. I put it out there on Twitter. I said a core, okay, and I, people, jazz fans flipped out at me. So you're not getting him for that. I don't know what they're getting him for. But I said a core of Bam, Jimmy, Donovan Mitchell, Duncan Robinson, and either hero or none, because one of them would have to go, all right? Maybe both, okay? One of them, at least one of them would have to go. I said that core could, could win the East, could. I didn't say it would. I, I don't think I, maybe I said it would, but I said it could win these. And why I said that was the Jazz have been a 50 win team with Mitchell, who would be in Miami in that scenario. Gobert, who in my view is not as good as Bam, okay, or at least his upside is not as high. Uh, Joe Inglis maybe is their third best player. Well, Jimmy Butler is better than Joe Inglis. I'd be Bogdanovich. Okay, it's, maybe it's one of them too. I, I would take. Would you take Jimmy and Duncan Robinson or Jimmy and Dragic over Bogdanovich and Inglis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, Jimmy, so Jimmy is that much better than both Bogdanovich and Inglis. I think that gap is huge. Up. Right. And, and Conley was bad this year with Utah. So, and Royce O'Neal. I mean, I, you know, the Heat have role guys who are every bit that good. So you're telling me that that fifty a fifty win jazz team in the West with the core they've had that the Heat couldn't be a fifty five to sixty win team in the East with Donovan yeah. Mitchell and what they currently have. If you only again, if you don't have to part with two, you're not parting with Bam, but if you didn't have to part with that much. Yeah, I think that's a completely fair thing to say. Obviously, we would have to see it at play first because you'd be incorporating somebody who's a very high usage player. He's been the guy offensively for Utah since uh, his rookie season. And, you know, obviously there's already a formula in place in Miami between Jimmy uh, and Bams facilitating. And then you got Duncan Robinson beating pretty much just as big a deal. His, uh, I think his shots will go down just a little bit as well. So we would have to see that play. But I pretty much side with you all the way here. Like, that Utah team is very good. And I agree with you that even though Bam and Gobert aren't exactly the same type of player, 
I think Bam has more of an upside right away. Like, I don't even think it's a theoretical upside anymore. I think the fact that he's so ahead of time now and it's just his first year as a full starter, like, it's very easy to project him going forward as somebody who you would rather have more than Bam. I would, I mean, I'm sorry, more than Gobert. And I would rather have him more than Gobert at this moment. Maybe not everybody that way outside of, like, key Twitter. But uh, that's how I feel. And I think that team will be very, very, very tough to beat, especially in an East where, like, every team past the sixth seed is either mediocre or just straight terrible for the mo- mm-hmm. most part. And we know that he loses these games in the regular season. But I think that team could definitely win 55, right? Like, if you're giving up none, Hero, let's say another contract filler, and probably you got to give up something else still. Um, well, maybe. I mean, th- th- that's the other thing. Nobody's talking about KZ about as trade. It would be KZ trade. or another first, right? Another first that becomes right. eligible. I, and I don't know what other teams think of KZ, but I think what we saw that last month in the G League was promising. And nobody's really talking about the fact that he could be either a core piece you keep or a or a piece that you could flip that might be a sweetener here. I, I'm not Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but this idea that the Heat wouldn't be ultra, ultra competitive with that group. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, to me, would fit with Jimmy Butler. Like, Jimmy's not a high-usage player. And, and, and no, he, he would definitely fit because they, we, they need that other type of high-scoring talent. And I think the other thing to consider here, it's just like every other, you know, Orko, or however you want to classify it that we talked about over the past season, whether it's Oladipo or Bradley Beal or whoever else, We've said that the ultimate swinging factor for the Heat would be Donovan basically laying out to the Jazz that if, if they are going to trade him, you know, Miami is one of the limited places that he would want to be traded for. And I think like that, something like that would need to happen for the Heat to really be a front runner. But I think that he could definitely be competitive with a deal like that. If they're giving away none hero and a pick and, you know, maybe, maybe a pick and KZ, I don't know how much it would take, you know, because that guy is obviously extremely valuable right now. And Nunn and Hero are very good players already, but who knows if they can reach the type of, you know, production that Mitchell has, he's had since his rookie season. So it's a different type of value we're talking about here. He's still in his rookie contract. So it might be more to give up than Beal or Oladipo, you know? Yeah, no, I it, right. It, it could be. Like, I mean, Beal's, uh, again, Beal's situation, we know how expensive Beal, Beal's going to be. I, I just think when you look, first thing, the Heat did a ton of research on Donovan Mitchell. Um, we we've all kind of well we were lamenting the fact that they missed out on him <laughs> because of 30 and 11 and they ended up you know settling for all-star bam out of bio uh to end up with both of them at their respective ages would be tremendous and an incredible win an incredible win and you know again there there's already the seal of approval from Dwayne there's there's elements i've never seen quite some of the comparisons i think have been a little overblown but there are some elements of Donovan Mitchell's game that are closer to Dwayne than anybody else uh, that's come since Dwayne, to be honest. And so I, I, he's a natural fit here. I do think he's a heat culture guy. Uh, there are some that are questioning that. I absolutely think he is. I think they would make him a better defender. I think Didn't he they fits. like him too? Yeah, they loved him. They loved him. And they, no, they loved him. And they, they loved his toughness. His whole – you know, he, he was a scorer at, you know, at a premium college at a very high level. And, you know, he did it consistently and he was the best player on his team for, what was it, for a two-year period. And, yeah, he's the type of player that Came they like. Came into the league in great shape. They, they, I remember Leif saying that they loved him because uh, he was in great shape too and he was very, like, self-motivated. And then he proved himself in that rookie season where, like... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Like right. He came in as a lottery pick, and as somebody who's like, yeah, he might be able to produce right now, but he's not an alpha scorer. And that's exactly what he proved to be. He, he was somebody who, in co- you know, coming out of college, they said he's, he, he can be considered a non-shooter right away. And it was the opposite. He was a shooter right away. I mean, he's not one of the best, but he, he's definitely good enough. He, he's, like, better than all the depot when it comes to shot creation and specifically jump shooting shot mm-hmm. creation. He, he's got it already. He's proven himself. And he's a two-way player, too. Like, well, he took over in a tough situation. all the patterns. It checks all the boxes, I think. Well, he's a, th- he's a, three, or he's a three-level scorer. And they took, him, uh, they took him at a time where they were losing Gordon Hayward. And they needed someone to step up and take the scoring burden. And he did it right away. I, I don't really see a downside there. I don't think this is, you know, this is all that realistic. But the idea that he wouldn't make the Heat elite in the East, I think, is totally off base. Now, the other question is Gobert. There was someone saying, well, maybe the Heat would make a play for Gobert. I think the old Heat regime would. Um, but I think it's hard to make a case for Gobert and Bam fitting well together until Bam develops a jumper, right? Like, that, that is, it doesn't oh, feel sure. natural to me, Alex. Like, no. I, I don't. I, I think def- if, it, if, if that were to be the case, like, if we're going to talk about that being a possibility, just like Donovan Mitchell, even though neither of those become available, I think. It's an inch, that's an even more interesting one to talk through because it's not as clean a fit as all, like you're saying. I, I, I don't, but uh, just imagine a front court pairing of Bam and Gobert defensively for a second. That with Jimmy, is with, 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 Jimmy at, with Jimmy at the three. Oh my god, bro! But do you but do you have enough shooting? Right, like I mean, you would need if you, were, if you could somehow keep Duncan. Right. I think you figure it out on the margin with other guys. I think if you have that type of elite shooting talent, you just say, forget Duncan's like defensive. Well, we've got Jimmy, Bam, and Gobert on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Like you just need to have a – you just need well, to have – Well, well with, that, with that trade, you might be able to keep Hero. What, what, if, what, if you had, what if you had Duncan and Hero and Jimmy as your three perimeter players? I mean, that those? would be incredible. I just don't know what a package for Gobert would even look like. That's just a tough – I would imagine Hero would need to be involved because he's like the most tradable – and, and I think that's the player that he well, not have. not none is the most tradable piece on the team, but well, I, I don't right. I mean, I mean, but even if you kept, <laughs> they can't trade Gobert for just Kendrick Nunn and like a Kelly Olenek to make the deal work or something. No, <laughs> no, no, they no they can't. But also in Utah, they do some look. They've done some things. They've done some. I mean, they would love Hero in Utah, right? Oh well, yeah, for obvious <laughs> reasons. They would. They would be. They would be. Hero, Duncan, and Kelly. I, I don't know if Tyler's white enough for them. Actually, I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, there's a little. Yeah, there too much and little Uzi in his playlist. Yeah, there's a little too much drip. I, I'm not sure that that would work. Maybe too hip hop for Utah. In Utah, <laughs> right? Yeah, he might be. He might be. I, I think he might be too hip hop for Utah. Uh, that's, I don't know if that would work. But the go, yeah, the go that promoted. The the go bear thing is uh, is interesting. I. Uh, you know, it, like I said, the old Heat would make that move, and they would say, "We're going to put Bam at the four and let him terrorize people and blow up pick and rolls and on I mean, switches." What do you, how do you think Bear protecting the rim? Their their problem has been their defense this season, right? The season that might be I mean, over. That would now. solve all of it. Well, isn't looking at this like, hmm, man, either one, either one. We'll we'll try to make it work. 
Right. Well, that's, I mean, like I said, Mitchell's kind of there. I think I'm kind of there. Right well, now. Mitchell's the cleaner fit, but, but sure. Gobert, but Gobert changes their whole dynamic. I just don't know if in the, in, like I said, in the modern era of basketball, you know, do you want Bam playing only four? Cause that's where he would play. Yeah. It would be extremely and, difficult to figure that out. I, I might have talked myself in too quickly, but yeah, I it's, think that's, it's the, t- that's the type of pairing along with Jimmy where it's like, you got that part so figured out that you're better than everybody else at it. And if you keep dunking, like you've got that part figured out. And I think that's, well, like I think a, the fifth, I think the fifth piece does matter then. I think the fifth piece, whether it's hero or Dragic, um, it's gotta be somebody who can, uh, who, who, who basically can stretch the floor because if, if you don't, there, there's not going to be any space on offense. I mean, until if you can Bam keep, develops that jumper. If they could keep Duncan and then one of hero, I mean, I'm sorry, none or Dragic. Yeah, they'll be set in that in that part. I think what from there they would just need to pick up one solid guard defender, you know, just to, because that that would be a hole. But at the end of the day, like, come on, like you're gonna have Bam and Jimmy playing up on the perimeter while go while while they funnel everything to Gobert, like Jesus Christ, that would it's be gonna, it's so gonna be some it's gonna be some Heat Knicks scores in there. Uh, back back from well, everybody else zags, Ethan. Uh, Oh, I, it, 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 well, it, w- it wouldn't be the first time they've cut against the grain. But anyway, we're, uh, we're going to talk about one other thing, and we're going to do a little nostalgia here uh, to close out the podcast. But before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And again, like all of our sponsors, um, listens to the episodes. He's a South Florida sports fan. He's active on Twitter. He's, he's Jonathan Chung, Dr. Jonathan Chung at Keystone Chiropractic and Neuroplasticity, which is focused on low force, spinal adjustments, and brain-based rehabilitation. They've gotten great results with post-concussion syndrome, dizziness and vertigo, headaches, and chronic neck and back pain. You know, a lot of chiropractors and therapists want to see you three times a week for months, but Keystone has a treatment philosophy of doing just enough to get you back to a normal life again. Now offering, and this is important, obviously we're on this stay-at-home order, they're now offering virtual rehab visits using video conferencing to not only assess but also prescribe effective treatment protocols during the COVID-19 outbreak. The research shows that patients getting supervised telemedicine rehab programs can be just as effectively treated as they could be during in-person visits for many pain conditions. And like all of our sponsors, uh, we also got a promotion here. If you mention five reasons, mention five reasons to John, you get a free 15-minute video or phone consultation. What do you have to lose? And save 50% off your first virtual rehab session. You can find them at Chiropractic keystone.com again that's chiropractic keystone.com all right let's close here quickly a couple of things on one i mentioned we're going to give away a myers leonard card so to win the myers leonard card uh here is the question that we're going to be posing the first one to answer this uh will be uh will win the card and you got to do that on twitter at five reasons sports do you have a question I have a couple in my head, but do you have something you want to throw at people? I'm sorry, are you, are you, I'm sorry, you threw me off there. What are you What are you talking about? I'm asking if you want to ask a question. Of I'm offering. You're the You're the youngest. It's like you get to go first in the board game. Is there a question that you want to ask the audience about something that happened uh, during this heat season? I'm sorry. I'm literally like, I don't know if I missed something. I was looking up stats for the debate we're about to have, and I you just completely threw me off. Game. All right, so, all right uh, so cut so cut this. Cut this. this out. <laughs> so, so cut this. We're, we're coming back for the break. Come, no, I, you, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. Uh, were you trying um, to throw out the prompt? 
I was trying to come up with, I was stalling to come up with something is what I was. Oh, doing. I thought we were going to do the, the Lakers heat thing. We are, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to ask a, uh, I want, I want to ask a heat uh, related question here for people to answer. Um, oh, you're saying the prompt for the, oh the shit. Card. Okay. Yeah. I missed that part. I uh, still got moment right there. Okay. No problem. i um, trying to think what we can do here. Uh, let's see. So you want them to uh, to basically give us their opinion on something? Yeah. Let's see. Well, or, or or to remember something from the podcast. Thing? We could do we could do a poll on like uh, Mitchell versus Gobert. Is there, I don't well, know. it's not it's it not a, it, you know it's not a poll. It's like an answer. It's it's got to be the first. It's the Winnemeyer's Leonard card. So it's like the first oh. answer. Okay. Um. Like trivia. Yeah. Okay. Uh. But but I can't. I don't want it to be trivia. So people can look up. That's a thing. I want it to be trivia. That something uh, to do with the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something will reveal during this uh, time here. I don't know. Um, too tired at this point. <laughs> to be honest. It was, uh, something to do with Gobert and Mitchell. That's all we talked about. But. Uh, yeah, but there's something in this. The only thing that has to do with this podcast from those two is like. Me saying that I would consider Gobert just as much as Mitchell, but like, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm so tired. Um, you can on the last one on us. All right, let me start over here. All right, you're, so this is right after the break. This is after the uh, the Lewis Peters ad. All right, so we're back okay. for a f- three, two, one. All right, so we're back for our final segment here. As I mentioned, we're going to give away a Myers Leonard signed card, courtesy of our guy Ryan Lasner. So I told you, listen till the end of this episode to find out what it's going to be about. Um, we've been bouncing around a few things here about Rudy Gobert and about Donovan Mitchell. God, I don't know what it is. Um, you know what? Let's just talk. Let's just talk, and at the end, I'll come up with it. All right, three, two, one. All right, we're back here on five on the floor. One thing that's been happening is everybody's been bored, and I didn't watch that horse game tonight. I saw a little snippet of it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to bother with that. As everybody's been bored as they're having these debates. So I'm watching on Twitter, and it's like every day it's Dwayne Wade's being thrown against somebody in a debate. James Harden, you know, keep one, cut one, bench one, you know, these various debates on Twitter. For some reason, he's being pitted against Dirk all the time, Um, you know, where there was one about who would you keep, cut, uh, excuse me, start, bench, or cut, uh, Garnett, Nowitzki or Dwayne. Okay, so people were going. Oh, on I, I thought you were referring to a different one that I saw that also pitted Wade and Dirk against each other, where it was like, "Oh, uh, who would you take out from this group?" And it was Durant, Curry, Wade, and Dirk. <laughs> yes, I saw that one too. And Dwayne lost on. And, and to, Dwayne was ridiculous. Dwayne was fourth in most of it. All right, so you know, there's been all of these debates. So one of the debates I thought that was actually interesting today that came out was somebody posted on Twitter. Who would win the 06 Heat or the 08 09 Lakers? And of course, the 08 09 Lakers won a championship with Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, and Derek Fisher as their primary starting lineup. Although Lamar played and a lot Trevor of the bench. And Trevor Ariza and Luke Walton played some starters' minutes. Vladimir Rad- Rad- 
Radmanovic played some starters minutes. That was the core of the team. Jordan Farmar was the back point guard. And Vujovic, Vujovic, right. So th- those were kind of the top ten on that team. They also had Goran's mortal enemy. Yes, um, that's right. So that was a question on who would win between the 06 Heat and the 09 Lakers. And most people picked the Lakers um, on this. The argument that I would make for the Heat, and you know that unlike you, I was not the biggest stand, you know, 06 Heat stand in the world. I, I didn't love the roster construction. Dwayne caught fire and all the rest. My biggest thing, and, and it was most people's biggest thing, is that Shaq, there's Andrew Bynum's not guarding Shaq, even that Shaq. Um, would you agree with that? That is that is because I, I feel like the Heat bench was stronger. Uh, their depth with with Peyton, even on his kind of last legs, and with Posey, and with Zoe, like just having those three off your bench was better than what the Lakers were offering. But do you agree that the Shaq thing? Is, is was kind of the big thing. Yeah, I think that would be tough just because most people could not guard Shaq. But 05-06, it wasn't the same as 0405 Shaq, as we talked about in all these draft pods. Uh, I don't think Bynum is a terrible guy to have guarding Shaq considering the field, right? As far as during that time, who else would you want? I guess Dwight at that time was still – Depends on what time we're going, but let's say between 06 and 09, Dwight was very good. I don't know how many other guys you would want to throw at Shaq, so I don't think that would be their worst thing, but you definitely give that advantage to the Heat, no doubt about it. Uh, the, I, I think it would be tough because I would imagine Phil Jackson, who was the Lakers coach, to run similar stuff to what the Mavericks were doing to Shaq in order to kind of get him out of the, get him out of the pain and, and, and make sure that he isn't just dominating them. But... They had Gasol there as the four. It's a very big team. They had a reason mm-hmm. Kobe as their two and three. So maybe they didn't even need to do that. They could just play him straight up and bet that D-Wade isn't going to do to Kobe and Ariza what he did to the Mavericks backcourt, who just couldn't stop him at getting to the rim at all. Yeah, I actually think the 0-9 Laker team was more complete than that Mavericks team. And I do think that Gasol would give Shaq work on the defensive end. I, I, I mean, people are forgetting how good Powell was at that point. Oh yeah, he's really, really good. Okay, I mean, I mean, he shot fifty-seven percent from the field that year. He averaged nineteen and ten. He was winning uh, the games by himself at some point. The, the game. He was cold. their best player in some of those playoff games, including the finals. I mean, it's hard yeah. for me to differentiate between oh nine and and ten. You know, but he he won them uh, a lot of games, like you said. I mean, Derek Fisher. Um, you know, Jason Williams, Derek Fisher would kind of cancel each other out. To me, Dwayne and Kobe. Oh, no disrespect, Jason Williams, like that. Wow. Well, I, I, I mean, Fisher was 34 at the time. Um, Derek was a pretty good defender. Was a good spot up shooter. He, you know, Derek did shoot. I'm looking Too at solid, 50, yeah. 40% from three that year. He wasn't going to create off the dribble. He wasn't going to create defensive problems for Jason Williams. Um, but I, I do think he'd probably be able to stay in front of Jason most of the time. I, I, to me, the X factor for the Lakers is Odom. I, I don't know that the Heat would have had a great matchup for Odom. Um, oh, Posey begs to differ. Well, that would be the oh, one Posey guy. And, uh, and Antoine. Uh, not Antoine. I, but I, th- I think that, that, that he would have given trouble. But to me, the biggest thing comes down to this. If, if Shaq would be t- difficult to handle, but the question is, would, would Dwayne have been able to do anything close to exactly. against Kobe to what he did against the Mavericks in the finals? And I don't think so, and that's while why also my guarding Kobe probably. While also guarding Kobe on him, but right. no way would have minutes guarding him for sure. Right, and so I look at it, and I know this is uh, going to be you know 
piss off Heat fans. I, yeah, I, I'm not, I was I was a big three stand, but I, I was that 06 team to me, like I said, caught lightning in a bottle. I think the Lakers probably beat them. I, I do. I just think their I think their versatility and I think the Kobe size advantage over Dwayne, although I, you know, I've always made the case for Dwayne being right there with Kobe. But that was that was Kobe before the Achilles injury. And um he was you know, I he had, I'm looking at a I'm I'm comparing 0506 Shaq to 0809 on basketball. I'm sorry, 0809 Pau Gasol on basketball reference. And the numbers, yeah. oh man, they're a lot closer than people think. Imagined. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. I mean, oh, well, Gasol well, Shaq, is better in a lot of well, these too. Well, Shaq averaged 13, and I mean, people forget Shaq averaged 13 in the finals. I, I don't know that. I, I, I look from a size perspective, yes, but I think Pau's uh, nimbleness. Shaq was not moving as well at that stage of his career, even though he did get in better shape with the Heat. But that was remember that was the second year with the Heat, it wasn't the first year with the Heat. Shaq wasn't in the same shape the second year, and I do think I, I was never a big Bynum guy. Uh, I don't think people remember me writing a bunch of columns saying I didn't want the Heat to make a move for Bynum when other people did. But Bynum was 21 years old. Yeah. His energy alone, if he actually expended any, uh, I think. <laughs> would have given Shaq some trouble and to have yeah. the combination of, of Powell and Bynum. I just think too much length. Also, um, man, I'm looking at these numbers. Powell was just, according to like the advanced numbers, Powell was just better. Like playoffs, regular season, he, you know, much better win shares per 48, much higher VORP. You know, Shaq was a negative two in the playoffs per 100 possessions, whereas Powell was a plus 22. And, you know, the Lakers were a better team during the regular season, right? Uh, we're, we're comparing based on ceilings because of, but at the same time, it's like Shaq got worse in that playoff. So it makes yeah. me want to, it makes me like side towards the Lakers even more. Whereas like Gasol was just a, a hugely positive player, regular season and playoffs uh, on defense too. He was not a defensive season. I, I, I guess that, you know, is probably because he was part of a really good defensive team. But, man, Gasol was damn good, man. Well, well, Gasol based on, I know these numbers are not perfect, but the basketball reference numbers his offensive rating was 126, uh, 105 defensive rating. So, I mean, he was a hugely positive player. I, I Again, that Heat team was was tough. They were feisty. They got an all-world performance from Dwayne. I would take the Lakers in seven. Um, okay, here's the thing. We're giving away a Myers-Leonard card, Myers-Leonard card, autograph card, courtesy of Ryan Lasner from our network. Here is the word. You listened all the way to the end. Here is the word to win that Laker. Great. He played uh, 10 games that season for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, he was, uh, I guess their, their last player in terms of scoring Sun Yu, the great Sun Yu. Do you remember Sun Yu? You don't remember Sun Yu. No, that's the word Sun Yu. Two different words. That's the name of the player. Be the first on Twitter to, and you got to spell it correctly. Okay. Sun Yu. Send it to us on Twitter. You win the Myers-Leonard card. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.